thing I don't want to forget this time. Audio. Local recording. There we go. So I don't have to download it off the internet with a lower resolution or some stupid thing. The live version only exists because of Patreon. Otherwise, it would just be a recording. Yeah. Oh, you're still in you're still in light mode. What? I went dark mode. How do you change it? I forgot. I'll have to show you. That's how you do it. <clears throat> oh, I gotta share it on Discord. <laughs> Although someone I think is already here. Yeah? Oh. You gotta just Probably get one of those apps where you push it out to everything. What was that? Gamerpod. You gotta get one of those apps where you just push it out to everything at once. Yeah, no. I don't think we're fully live. Fully live. It should be. I have it unlisted. Yeah, it'd be nice if they actually, when you push record it would actually push the if you could set a bot to push the record about when I hit stream? Yeah. When you hit stream no, to push the I don't always want to record my stream. No 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 when you when you now if I had more storage space, I'd just record everything. No, when you push basically you know, to stream it, it would push a notification out to Discord. That'd be nice. It does if it's no. public. Uh the bot can't grab it when it's not public. Alright. I mean <laughs> Sure. And I don't want a bot having admin access to my account. That means I'm putting admin access in the hands of something somebody else programmed. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. I guess make your own bot then. Yeah. Could. That's that's. I didn't. I didn't graduate. That's saying Discord. I didn't graduate. Yeah. That's saying Discord allows add-ons like that. (laughs) Uh. And one thing I don't like right now. What? Is I can't see the audio, so I don't know if it's working. Oh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there is that. I'm sure it is. That's what I mean. Oh, Lord. No! No! God damn it. <laughs> Good enough. And all the shit's on the screen? Yeah, it'll, it'll go away. Okay. It just means we can't do the... Okay. We can't do the official, like, start... Start until, until that goes away? Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> God damn. Andrew! Yeah? Are you alive? <laughs> Somewhat. Somewhat. Well, I'm, so, I'm sorry for all the difficulties. That's oh, fine. I just had a hell of a time at the podcast last week, and I don't have 16 hours to edit it this time, so. Yeah. All right. I understand. And just think, it was only us two last week, and I didn't realize how screwed up it was until we were done. Yeah. That's what I get for testing on my own. Oh, that's the best. You all think right. you did it all perfect, and you got to tear it all down and redo it? Uh-huh. That's, well, that's what we ended up doing this week. Yeah. Pretty much. It felt like we did. Yeah. 
All right, screen, mm. you can disappear yeah, anytime soon. Go. Oh, there it goes. Hey. All right. And uh, his end. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right, Andrew, we're gonna do the countdown to sync up. You ready? Uh, on zero, right? Huh? Yeah, three, on two, zero one. On zero or one? Uh, three, two, on what one zero clip. would be? Yep. yep. Okay. All right, ready? Yep. Three, two, one. All right, good that wasn't enough. Wasn't terrible. All right, good enough. All right. Mouth exercises. <laughs> unique oh. New York. New York. Unique New York. Thing I was gonna do. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. <laughs> Just so I actually know how long we've been going for. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Okay. <clears throat> Hey everyone, welcome back to the Nintendo Prime Podcast episode 99. Woo! I am your host as always, Mr. Prime, also known as Nathaniel Rumpeljance, and I am joined to my left and your right by... Eric Moore. Alrighty, and this week we do have one of our $20 patrons on. Well, why don't you introduce yourself, good sir? Howdy everyone, uh, how's this going? I'm 243. Two... Ball three. Yeah, buddy. Two, four to three. Uh, yeah, he's been on a couple podcasts already. I'm glad to have him back on. He is, as I said, one of our $20 backers on Patreon. If you would like to be on an episode of the Nintendo Prime Podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash Nintendo Prime and become a $20 backer yourself, and that will get you on at least one episode per month. Uh, there's also other, other perks. $5 per month gets you early access to the audio version of the podcast. $10 per month gets to watch the podcast as we record it. So it's kind of like your own little private live, live stream, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's, it's, that, those are kind of like some of the big perks. There's other perks as well on, uh, on the Patreon. So if you guys want to go check that out, uh, maybe you'll find something you want to help support on for this channel and keep this thing going. That being said, Let's just get right into our topics. So we actually have four topics this week for the Holy first time Wait, what? in a long time. Wait. And the first topic, I don't even need to look at because yeah. this is something I want to yeah. do in every podcast. But sometimes we have too many topics, so I just forget about yeah. it. Uh, but we don't have a zillion topics this week. So I'm actually really curious to hear from 243 on this Yeah, because I don't know that our games have changed that much. I, but haven't, I haven't played anything. <laughs> you're not a true gamer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, the, the first topic is, hey, what have we been playing this past week? Uh, so we already know from Eric, absolutely nothing. You're not cool because you're part of a team. I mean, I did. I guess we did play Madden, but uh, that was I, yeah, yeah. I guess we went past midnight. That yes. would make it part of this past week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew, what have you been playing this past week? Well, there's been a lot I want to play. I miss Virtual Console so much. I almost went to GameStop like three times to buy a Wii U. Just to get those GBA games and N64 games. But to get my fix of old school Mario that I've been wanting to play, I've actually went back to my 3DS and been playing a lot of uh, 3D Land, trying to do the uh, top of the gold post and the three golden or three star coins in each level to get the 100%. Hell yeah. Nice. Nice. I think I'm at like World 5 right now. So hopefully grind that out eventually. Nice. Nice. So that's it? That's all you got for this week? I think I played a little bit of Bayonetta. Yeah? Uh, one or two? That was it. Oh, one. I actually haven't played two, even though I've owned it on the Wii U and on the uh, Switch. I'll get to it eventually. Nice. Two is really good. So, so I mean, so is one. I know. One's incredible. 
Um, cool. Uh, I guess that falls to me. Nate, have you played a video game this past week? The answer is yes. Oh. What have I played this past week? Uh, well, in the spirit of last week when Eric was playing ukulele, I played some ukulele. Nice. Uh, and sad day, um, my kids deleted my save file. <laughs> Ouch. And I had it backed up on all three save sites. Oh, Lord. And then they started a new game on save file three. Why? I have no idea. It was probably my youngest. Aiden knows better. Yeah. But Ollie has no idea what he's doing when he touches the switch. So he probably just did it by accident. Yeah. Anyways, so I had to restart ukulele. So you are probably further than me in that game now, officially, even though you didn't play it this past week. Um, I, I'm, but, on, I'm still on World 2. Yeah, I'm not to World 2 yet. Still yeah. messing around on World 1. Um, did you get to the part where you get to pick whether you want to expand the world or not? Nope. Uh, I was going to ask how you like that mechanic. I thought it was an interesting take. Instead of having to get a new world, you can kind of go back to the one you've seen and get more of it. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. Can't wait to experience yeah. it. <laughs> Again. 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 <laughs> it's been yeah. a while. Just remember, yeah. put the uh, automatic cloud backup saves on. Yeah, I, I have that on. Eric, I don't think, has the online service. No, so. I do not. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. I don't game it. Good for you. Um, and, you I, and I didn't get the family plan, so I couldn't just grandfather him in. Uh, even though there are some NES games you might want to play. Yeah. That's a topic we'll get to later, though. Um, man, so besides ukulele, uh, I did play a uh, little bit of NBA 2K19 this past week uh, on the Xbox One X because I, I picked it up on there. I also have it on Switch. Um, little, uh, I haven't played it in a long time, and I'm pretty disappointed in the rating of yeah. the yeah. Bucks. Yeah. I don't know how... You could be the only team locked into a playoff spot. Be the only team, or the first team that's about to hit 50 wins. Have the best record in the entire NBA for three quarters of the season. But when you're listed in the Tier 1 teams, you're the lowest rated Tier 1 team. I understand, based on legacy, why they wouldn't be rated higher than the Golden State Warriors. They should be the top rated team. You know? Bat-to-bat defending champions, added yeah. Boogie Cousins. They should be a top-rated team. But how can the Bucks be rated behind the Houston Rockets, be rated behind the Denver Nuggets? I don't know. Like, it makes no sense to me. They have – they, they potentially have the MVP. He should basically be a 99, but he's not. Yeah. Chris Middleton was an all-star this year, and he's rated worse than he was in NBA 2K18 because <laughs> nice. that makes sense. Yeah. Malcolm Brogdon's having a 50-40-90 year. He's rated down in the 70s. Um uh, Brooke Lopez is having a career year and has hit more three-pointers than a seven-footer has ever hit in the entire history of the NBA. His three-point shooting is pretty crappy in the game. Like, really, really crappy in the game. Why? I don't know. He shoots it at a near 40% so, clip. Basically, what it's sounding like is, is they don't really have any weekly roster player updates. They, no, they do, though. Oh. That's the sad thing. Okay. They just don't care to update the Bucks. If you went... And you simulated. I, I'm gonna have to try this. If I've simulated a season with the Bucks the, as they're currently rated, I guarantee you they'll just barely make the playoffs. Yeah. Like I, I didn't even check. I'm sure the Toronto Raptors are probably rated oh, higher probably. than the Bucks too. Probably. Probably the Boston Celtics. Probably. Guarantee they're rated higher. Yeah. Even though they're like ten games back. Yeah. So here's my thing. Obviously, I have some bias towards the Bucks, but my thing is Giannis is the cover athlete. Yeah. So you figure his team would be something you'd pay extra attention to this year. Nah. But no, 
other teams that are worse get better ratings with their players. And, like, even our, some of our bench players aren't rated that well. Like, Miratek's not rated that well. Yet, when he was on the Pelicans earlier, he was rated in the 80s, and now he's down in the 70s when he's on the Bucks. How does that make any sense? He just changed teams. He didn't get worse. What? Are, I, what? Are I, you serious? I, yeah. I don't... What? I don't know what's going on. That, that makes no sense. The Bucks should be at least the 90s, is what I'm saying. But they're in the 80s, and they're the lowest rated tier one team. It makes no... How could you have the best record in the NBA would be the lowest rated team? Have multiple all stars be able, I, anyways. Yeah. It is what it is. Nothing I could do to change that. Philadelphia 76ers are rated as a 96. Oh. And, and the Bucks are an 88. Yeah. How? Just, just to throw that out there. And I, this is not me sliding the Philadelphia 76ers. I get that everyone wants to talk about, oh, they have the well, most I mean, talent starting five. Okay, they, fine. They, but they have no depth and no chemistry. Oh, there's zero chemistry. Anyways, I digress. Yeah. But in video games, chemistry doesn't matter. So I know, but that's the thing. What that means is that NBA 2K looks at the Bucks roster, and they are still viewing it as Giannis and a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. That's what they're viewing. They're not paying any attention to how good Eric Wetzel has been on defense. Right. He's actually rated out as the top-rated defending point guard in the entire NBA this year. His defensive rating metrics yeah. on the game are not that great. Uh, I couldn't tell you. It's like... I get it. I know I'm biased, so I pay closer attention than, I guess, the people who make a game that that's all they should be doing. That that if if it's <laughs> anything if it's anything attention? like like Madden, they have people at games that are supposed to be watching the games and yeah, then Madden, updating Madden the, updating the player. And I'm not saying Madden has it perfect either, but no, at least it but, feels like throughout the season the players actually change. Yeah. Here it's like no, it's still Giannis and a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we boosted Giannis a bit because he's MVP. Okay. Okay, thank you. He's your cover but, athlete. Of course you boosted him. Yeah. Like, anyways. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I played a little bit of that. Uh, I can't think of – I was trying to think of if there's anything else. I almost I was going to play NBA 2K on my Switch, and then I started. Then I decided to uh, restart Game of Thrones because Season 8 lands next month. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I know, like, it, it's, it's interesting. I've never rewatched any of the seasons of Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. So I haven't watched Season 1 for, like, almost a decade. Um, so start up season one and I'm like, it's really good. Like this is just as good as it always was, but it is very, very strange watching season one when I already know you're going to die. And you're you're going to die. die and you're going to die. And you're going to die. Like I know everything that's coming. So it's a little strange watching it the second time around when I already know, like, cause this is a series, you know, where people just die. Oh yeah. So like, it's interesting rewatching it, just knowing that all these people are dead, and then just realizing how much you wish they weren't dead because of how good their characters are. Yeah, like, uh, uh yeah, the, yeah. The, the 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 poor guy that that's in the that uh, God, I I can't I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on it, the name of the actor um, that plays the um, I know I'm forget um, that plays Edward Stark, John uh, Bean, yeah. He dies and everything he's in. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's one hell of That's an right. actor, and every character he plays dies. <laughs> it's like, no, you're yeah. too good of an actor. No, he's really good at death scenes. <laughs> <laughs> he's really good at getting his head chopped off. Yeah, I'm not to that point yet. I'm only on like episode three or four in season one. But anyways, uh, it's good that it's good going back through it just because. The reason I want to go back through it is, one, this is the final season, and I have a sneaking suspicion there's going to be some references and some things happening 
that are going to reference things from prior seasons that we haven't really ha- had followed up on yet that I forgot about mm-hmm. because they haven't been followed up on. Uh, because that's what how that's how the book series works. Like there's th- something that was mentioned, and then like you'll never like hear about it again until like two books later. Uh, so uh, I have a feeling that since this is the finale, that there, there's going to be some some things going on. Like it's interesting to me. Like I forgot that the opening scene in season one is about the White Walkers. Yeah, I totally forgot. Like, yeah. We already know that's one of the big culminations of the final season is the White Walkers. Yeah. But it's like, but they were there. They were mentioned. They were there. The literally, like you literally saw them in the opening scene. Yeah. Because everyone's focused on, you know, I, some people asked me the other day, who do you think is going to get the throne? I'm like, who do you think is still going to be alive? Yeah. <laughs> After the White Walkers coming in wreck face. The whole because, place is dead. Like, did you forget that they have a dragon now? Yeah. Like, eh. Um, yeah, they killed the dragon and then brought that dragon back to life. Um, I, I don't know what's happening. I mean, it's very clear what's happening with Jon Snow based on the trailer they put out there. But I mean, I think we've known for a while what, what, what was going to happen with Jon Snow in terms of, um, his heritage. But, uh, yeah. anyways, I'm, I'm, uh, that's why I didn't get to play anything else. Cause I, I just know. started that. I'm, I'm getting caught. It uh, recaught in Doctor Who, so yeah. See, here's yeah. my thing. I apologize if this entire month I don't play a lot of games until Yoshi comes out because I'm 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 Game of Thrones in my all my free time. Baby. Yeah, I yeah. got season eight coming. This is, I mean, next to video games, the Game of Thrones is like my favorite thing. Period. So, and so I have the Telltale series. I I I've never even played the Telltale series. Huh. I probably should. Play the Telltale yeah. series for it. All right, cool. Uh, and Eric played absolutely nothing. He's watching Doctor Who. I am. Sorry. Um, so let, let's just get into our second topic. And this one, I have yet to talk to anyone else about it. Labo VR. So for those who might not know the news, I don't know how you can't if you follow this channel. But if you don't know, there is a Nintendo Labo vr kit coming there's a starter kit that comes with just the goggles and um a gun uh, like a a gun for a a game or whatever and then there is the uh the full kit the toy con 4 kit which includes all of the labo stuff for the vr so a whole bunch of different stuff like four or five things and then there is um some variety kits two variety kits that if you bought the starter kit you can get the variety kits and then you can end up with the same thing as the full kit if you want if you buy all the variety kicks and it's all the same price technically you save two pennies if you buy the starter kit and then you buy each of the other ones because it's it's 39.99 and 19.99 and 19.99 versus 79.99 someone was arguing with me on twitter about this about how they're not the same price because you it's two pennies cheaper oh my lord and it's like okay close enough yeah, but then you have to like hope that all three of those things are in stock versus one thing too. So that. right. Anyways. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna end up getting the big boy kit and just calling it a day. Yeah. yeah. But and that comes out April 12th. So nice, interesting. Like a month. So, yeah, just That's, over a month. Uh, well, the time this podcast goes out, a month. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what I want to know, hey, you guys have seen the Labo VR stuff, right? I just saw the articles. Is there a trailer for it that came out? No. No. Of course not. Why would there be? They make this big announcement, big thing, VR, everyone's interested in what's going on. No video. No no even glance at what these games are that we get. Oh, God. No explanation. 
Yeah, like, oh, there's a no. camera. And, like, I think it was on a Facebook post, a random Facebook post that mentioned, like, you know, that you'll be taking pictures of sea creatures and stuff. And that's not mentioned in the email they sent out about it. That's not mentioned on the official website. That's not mentioned on the Twitter post about it. It's an obscure that, Facebook post. That, that feels like somebody's pulling something out of their rear end. It feels like Nintendo doesn't know what they're doing. Well, with yeah, there's that. Oh, here, no, actually, here, no, sorry, correction. Let me pull that back. I don't think it's that Nintendo doesn't know what they're doing. I think I, they know exactly what they're doing, and they know that this doesn't look good, and that this is really bad. <laughs> but they had all this R and D put into it because all these Labo yeah. kits, yeah. like there's an elephant, a yeah. camera, um, a bird, um, a, the gun, were and all actually like all, all of those all, all of those cardboard creations existed in the original Nintendo Labo trailer. So that means that they've been working on this this whole time. So even if it was bad, they were going to release it anyways. Is the way I feel about it. Yeah. And the reason we didn't see any footage usually when you announce like a game or a new thing and you're not actually showing it off when you announce it, chances are it's because there's something wrong and you're trying to hide it for as long as you possibly can. Yeah. Once surprised me. Bob, we haven't seen it, so who knows? Maybe Nintendo just doesn't know how to market a VR game because they don't know how to show it off. So they're just going to say, screw it, you had to experience it. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's also possible that this could explode and be one of the greatest things that happens to Labo. Possible. Don't know. But what are you guys' thoughts? Switch doing VR and doing it through Nintendo Labo. And Nintendo, by the way, is advertising this as like a a child slash family's first VR experience. That's how they're advertising. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah. Cause they're not trying to pretend this is an HTC vibe. Right. Or an Oculus They're but they're saying this is a, a family's first experience of VR. And you were saying something about like ages seven and up versus normal VR. Yes. Which is they said seven. It is rated seven and up in, I think the UK. However, all other VR devices say 12 and up. So some people wonder just because it's rated, that's just the content. Yeah. Should a seven-year-old oh. really be putting on a VR headset? Wow. Oh. I don't know. What does uh, it say on the 3DS? Three and up or seven and up for 3D? For 3D? I don't know. I think it's six and up. Yeah, it's out of curiosity. Yeah. So, and, and that's a that's actually a nice comparison. Like, the 3D effect in that, you know, that's like six and up. Um, so, is the VR really going to be worse? I... I honestly, I mean, all, all, all VR is in this case is just taking the switch and moving it closer to your face. So, so normal kids, anyways. Yeah, I mean that's that's my thing, and I'm gonna let my kids try it out at least once, anyways. I, I mean, kids are normally sitting there playing it like this, anyways. So it's <laughs> fun fact. It's all of the photos of it show that you have to hold the glasses to your face. Oh, fantastic! Because all the things you make just attach to the VR headset. <laughs> So well, I mean, like if you the don't elephant, stand the elephant. on the VR headset and spray paint it red, you're wasting your time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So Get that three-prong controller out. Oh yeah. my. God. So what do you got? What are your guys' thoughts on this in general? Like, I I've already made a whole video on it, so I'll kind of let you guys take the stage. Go for it. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say without the games you know nintendo even though they want to say they're a toy company all their main products are software really when you look at the sales and there's really not looks like a lot they're showing yet they could have some surprise like you see the camera like they could have some version of stamp they couldn't you know do that virtual boy uh virtual console which they failed to do on 3ds 
So without really seeing the software and what you're going to be doing with it, it's really hard to judge. Sure. Yeah. And I feel like, too, why they're not doing marketing is they're doing, you know, get all your virtual boy jokes out now. Here's the product. Um, <laughs> do like the full marketing closer to launch. That's why, you know, everyone can say, oh, it's going to be headaches and eye pains all the time. And then, you know, they do some hands-on demos and stuff after that storm's passed. And they can kind of rebuild, you know, the marketing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's possible. I, but why... My thing is, is why would you announce something if your initial plans for the announcement is everyone's going to hate it? So we can rebuild the marketing. What you want to just have well, positive. No one's going to hate it. I think you know they have that big hurdle of comparison. <laughs> like the Virtual Boy is a real big failure on Nintendo's part. I, I, yeah, it is, but I don't see anyone comparing it to Virtual Boy. They're comparing it to what VR is and how bad VR was when it used to be on 720p screens. Yeah, and this is another 720p screen. Yeah. And, and like, and, apparently, uh, this maybe Nintendo has some magic going on, but how VR has worked this entire time on a 720p screen gives you a lot of motion sickness. It's really bad on your eyes, like, even for adults. Um, yeah. So, like, there's this huge hurdle of people trying to imagine how VR is even, like, safe in a Labo form with Switch. And we don't know. Like, it's yeah. not addressed. Right. It, it's an obvious concern Nintendo should have known was going to exist. Uh-huh. And it's not, not addressed uh, at all. Are you sure about that? I because said should have known. It, again, we know Nintendo doesn't pay attention to anything sometimes outside of Nintendo. That's why I said should have. Yes. I didn't say they do know. I said should have. Yes, but can you we really, they should do can enough we really expect VR them to, to know, know how that, VR though. works? <laughs> should we really have expected them to do enough research to expect them to know that? I would hope so. They played. See, we've seen images of like Miyamoto playing VR things at E3. So like, yeah, they've but, experienced it at least. D- d- but that doesn't mean they did any research outside of and, Nintendo themselves. Okay, well they had to have at least tried tried out this themselves to know if there's issues. Yeah, you'd figure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they. Maybe no, because we're not kids. Yeah, we just had kid. We just had some our, our children randomly throw it on, and they said it was fine. Yeah, right. We didn't bother to double check. That the kids actually had the screen and they only, on or anything. And they also only played it for like 20 minutes. Probably you know. not even. Yeah. Probably like a little five minutes. Uh, the yeah. games probably aren't even 20 minutes long. Yeah, right. Um, I, so I, I think that's yeah. really the biggest thing right now. Is I, I think Labo VR is a brilliant concept. Oh, it is. Concept. It is. The concern is always going to be, because of how low res the screen is, is this safe? Like they're advertising this as like a children's first foray into VR when VR has not even been deemed safe for children on 4K screens. So yeah. how is it now safe on a 720p? That, I think that's the that's the, the big question everyone has is, this is a brilliant concept, but how did you make it safe and how are you going to alleviate the fear of parents that forever have known VR isn't safe for kids? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know there's like a magic number for VR where like your refresh rate has to be like in a certain range. Otherwise, it throws mm-hmm. your eyes off and you mm-hmm. get really nauseous. I don't know if the Switch screen is, you know, at that hertz or megahertz. Well, it only goes to 60, level. so. Yeah, I know. It and might it, be, and I think know, it's like 120 or 180 or 200. I can't remember. It's, yeah. it's a really I don't know my head. And that's supposed to be per eye, by the way. Yeah. Switch can't do it per eye. Because because how VR works on all other devices um, mm-hmm. is it's given each image 
it's given each eye its own image mm-hmm. and that image has to refresh at that high rate mm-hmm. even when you do like vr on your phone like if you ever use a vr app on your phone and you plug it into like the samsung headset or you get google cardboard or whatever the phone in combination with the lenses is still giving you two different images mm-hmm. so if switch is going to do that that means you're splitting the screen capabilities in half which means it can't do 60 on each half of the screen because it's it, it's a 60 hertz panel period so when you split it in half you're getting 30 and 30 per eye mm-hmm. so you're already dropping at the 30 which is way lower than where vr should be at mm-hmm. and you're using a really low resolution screen it, the only thing i could think of is and this assumes by the way that the games themselves even run at 720p because after all yoshi doesn't hit 720 so how should we presume these games are that there so it's 720 dots. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, <we> have- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they're gonna do. Show the cardboard on your TV. There, there's- <laughs> yes, it, it's it's now Nintendo Labo TV edition. Yeah, you got a 4K screen, right? Just slap this on the side of your TV, pick your TV up, and I just wonder, go around. I wonder if if I dock it, um, because it's all motion motioned. Control mm-hmm. and it's all by the Joy Cons because there's no gyros in the actual screen. So I wonder if you dock it, could I record gameplay of it and just play it like it's a VR thing without being VR on my face? That and would, just, just that would be interesting. Or or sit there if you have your your Joy Cons connected to the outside of the thing, you somehow like put rubber bands around the the uh, dock and you're sitting there with the dock going like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just take it off the wall mode. <laughs> Just so I can record footage of it. <laughs> oh man, that would uh, wow. That, that's how that works, right? I mean, that totally gives you what the what the actual experience is, right? Right. Right. Yeah, totally. It's not at all, but um, no. So what you do is you just split your camera, and, and it's like looking at each uh, each section with one eye, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll get I'll get, I'll take both camera, one camera through yeah. one lens, one camera through yeah. the other lens, yeah, and just splice it together in post and pray yeah. that's gonna work. Yeah, that's how that even works, though right? I don't have two of the same cameras with the same lenses. Yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. And they're recording themselves at different refresh rates. Yeah. <laughs> Episode one hundred of the Primecast. You heard it here, coming to you in VR. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, yes. That that is actually one thing that I'm I'm curious about because, okay, so. Obviously, we've known that Switch has had a VR mode in its OS for a while, but this OS itself kind of has a VR mode built in, so I don't know that Nintendo is why that was there. Yeah. But theoretically, using the headset, you would be able to just like launch YouTube and watch a movie in movie theater mode. Mm-hmm. The- I mean, also, theoretically. Too, there's- no straps on it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. There was no straps on any. But however, did you notice? Uh, you notice like where the straps would attach? There's like those two giant plastic holes. So I'm wondering if there is a strap attachment, but they just didn't show it off. Maybe there probably is. It's uh, cardboard because they want you to hold it to your face for a lot of the the games. But maybe it's like, oh, oh, hey, by the way, you can go like load up the YouTube app and watch the latest Nintendo Direct or strap it on. Yeah. And it's like, uh, sweet. Yeah. I Again, still low resolution, but I mean, still sweet. <laughs> Whole new meaning of direct coming directly to you. Hey, oh, there you go. There you go. Oh. I mean, I was about to say watch Netflix, but I mean. Oh, ask Netflix. Wait, ask Nintendo. I'd like Amazon Wait. now so I can watch Game of Thrones on my Switch. Yeah, all right. Um, do I want to watch it in that low resolution? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't if know. I take my glasses off, everything drops to 480 anyway. <laughs> Like, nice. 
Actually, it might be 240. <laughs> nice. So nice. I take my glasses off using the VR set anyways. I'm not even going to notice it's sub-HD. Yeah, no. Uh, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. There you go. It only yeah. matters if I wear my glasses. No. I did notice that the VR headset did not look glasses-friendly, though. No, probably not. No question for you. Does does the Labo kits come with Dramamine with for wh- the motion sickness? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think that's really the question that... I think anytime you're going to announce something VR for your device or like you're yeah. going to make your device have VR capabilities, I think the number one thing you need to do, especially when you're targeting children, which is a market that has never been targeted by VR because of the concerns, is that if you're announcing it and you're targeting it at kids, you kind of need to have some sort of video or trailer yeah, or something sure. that addresses the concerns. Because you had to know they were going to be there. Because if you don't know they're going to be there, it means you didn't research VR at all to yeah, know why children are not yeah. supposed to be allowed to play VR. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, hasn't there been, like, you know, I mean, not, like, real, like, commercial products, but, like, cheap knockoff stuff, so VR for kids? Yeah, I mean, there has been. Us in a so while. so what, what there's been, uh, like, you can go to Walmart and, like, 20 bucks get, like, this VR for kids thing. But, like... I, I got one of those um, this past uh, holiday for my kids, and it's not VR. <laughs> it's just movie theater mode. Yeah. So, like, and you still have to plop your phone in. So you can say, oh, that's like Switch. I'm like, yeah, but that's not actually VR. There's no, like, you know, the fish aren't swimming around you, and, like, you're not in the thing. You're just watch. You're You're literally just cool. You have a you have a place to hold your phone. Yeah, like it, it's not. It's a phone holder. It, not it's, a, it's not actually like that, and that's the thing. That's why they can get away with it though, because it's not it's not real VR. Now, so question, the question is: Is this, this not the real same VR? thing? Yeah, is this like not real VR? Is it just movie theater mode? All these games. Nintendo's version of VR. Because again, Nintendo doesn't necessarily learn from the outside world. So what they their version of VR is? Well, they call it Labo VR. Ah, yes. So, so it's its own type it's of not VR. VR. It's a Labo VR. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yes. Um, question for you: Why is basically every article I've seen on the internet about this like, no, absolutely not. This looks stupid. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And basically, the whole internet is is like no. Okay, so for starters, I disagree with a lot of the premises that that, uh, that these articles have and a lot of comments I've seen from people. Uh, not so much on Nintendo Prime, uh, but I, I've seen these comments on other channels where uh, people, um, outside of the concerns, I will always say, look, you're concerned about motion sickness, health of kids' eyes. Those are valid concerns right, that are, you need to bring up sure. to Nintendo, and I hope they address. But I also think... A lot of the complaints aren't because of the inherent health risks or um, or because, oh, it's 720p. How does this work before we even see it in action? Um, a lot of it is just this is a stupid implementation of VR, and people think this taints and ruins VR and can ruin people's perceptions of real VR. And here is my reasoning that I think all this is stupid. Nintendo is calling this a family's first VR experience. I'm sorry to tell you guys, a family's first VR experience is never going to be a $1,000-plus product. And there's that. And 
you could argue that maybe they should go to an arcade or someplace that has a VR setup and, and, and just enjoy that. And there's probably plenty of families who have. I know I have. But it's... How do I explain this? It's a do-it-yourself kit for kids and families to build their own little mini games for mm-hmm. VR. Mm-hmm. What's the harm in that? To me, this is like saying, oh, I actually saw this. Uh, I think it was Liam uh, Nielsen on a, well, Liam, yeah, on a Twitter who put this up. He's like, all the people complaining about, about Labo VR and how it, it ruins VR and it's going to ruin perception of VR and all this stuff. Man, remember when you used to drive those little Tonka trucks as a kid? God, that ruined cars for everyone, oh, it did. didn't it? It did. Didn't it? Ruined yeah. everything. My, yeah. my, my son has one of those. Ruins it. Yep. Yep. Because that's not anything like driving a real car. Ruins it. Every, like, it's yeah. for kids. Yeah. This is a children's toy. And I think that's the hard thing people are having um, a time accepting this. Yes, but Nintendo needs to explain how they can make this work for kids, but it's a children's toy. It's it, like saying a Hot Wheel it's, ruins the Tonka. It may, ruins the car. It may not be that they can't accept it. It's maybe it's just because VR has never been associated with kids that they just can't somehow make that connection because it's never been there. So it's not that they're not accepting of it. It's just that they literally cannot view VR as something for kids because it's never happened. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's like, I think it's a fair argument. It, but Nintendo is very much keep saying it's for kids, it's for kids, right, it's for right. kids. So it's kind of like, I feel like people need to change their minds. And, and this is what's weird. Journalists are having issues. And I'm like, journalists? I, do you not have children? Because if you have children, you can understand the difference between a toy and adults. Right. Okay? So as an example, 2DS versus Switch, they're not the same thing. No. They're just not. But they both play games. Right. There's a difference. So like... Labo VR versus Oculus VR. Actually, let's not even go to Oculus. Let's go to the stepping stone. Labo VR versus phone VR. Okay. Or Google Cardboard VR. Or Google Cardboard, Cardboard VR, Cardboard. which is phone VR. So, so yeah, you have Labo VR. Next step up is probably phone VR, and then after that is probably the PlayStation VR, and then after that you get to the expensive stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then obviously you also have like the individual Pod Station VRs you can see somewhere. Like we actually have one at Oakwood Mall right now. There's a Pod Station. Oh really? It's only open oh. for like two hours of the of day. Of course. But okay. Um. Anyways, so you have all that, right? There, there's like levels to this, right? Mm-hmm. Just like there is to gaming, right? Pinball used to be considered a type of video game. So like you could argue like that's an early mm-hmm. style video game and you step up from there to, to di- different types of video games, different arcade cabinets, and then home consoles and handhelds and mm-hmm. different control schemes from joysticks to dual sticks to buttons and whatever, touch screens, yeah. all that stuff. So like there's layers to this. So like do mobile games ruin console gaming? No. I mean, you may get some arguments on that, but... Well, you can argue right, about right, monetization right, 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 methods, right, yeah. but that's just corporate greed. Right. The actual games, like Breath of the Wild, is not the same as Oceanhorn on a phone. It's not yep. the same thing. Right. So, like, the argument that, that's being being made and, and the fear-mongering that's being put out here about Labo VR is, I think, people's lack of understanding of the difference between a toy well, and what they want VR to be. And also, it does not help, again... That Nintendo hasn't put a video out. No, Nintendo to, heard them to show the difference between Labo VR and like they don't even need to show the difference. They just need to show what it is. Right. 
All we've shown is here's what all the cardboard looks like with some kids. Yeah. And I, I know one one of the articles that I read was like the top five things wrong with wrong with Labo VR, and it was like it showed the pictures of each one of the VRs, and it was like this kid screaming into a cardboard box with a gun on his <laughs> attached to his face. Oh my lord! <laughs> I was like, is oh it my. a gun or is he Pinocchio? I, I, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> And I was like, this elephant mask. And I was like, oh, good. okay. I, I get it. You're being satirical, and it, it is funny. But yeah. I I think the, the the big issue is that Nintendo didn't show it off. And when you don't show it off, it just leaves people. Oh, it, people are going to assume things. Yeah. It, like, if they would have showed it off, they could have maybe easily. Like, if they would have showed even, the, like, the games, right? Like, it it's hard to convey the games because an Oculus and, like, um, a Vive, like, you can have it, even PlayStation VR, you can have it on the TV and on your headset so other people can watch what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not the same as putting the headset on, they can kind of get a feel right. for it a little bit. Right. With Switch, you can't do that. So um, you have to have Nintendo present it because they're the ones that would have the modified Switches that they could run a cord from it and show it on the TV and, and also mm-hmm. in the thing. So... Um, it, it, it's something that definitely needed a commercial. This is, I don't mind the ghost dropping of it. Like this probably should have been put in the Nintendo Direct, but I understand why maybe it didn't because it's targeted at kids. Mm-hmm. But you need to release a trailer along with it to at least show it off and explain how it works, what the games are like, what like there's going to be a, a Labo VR garage. For those who don't know, Labo Garage is where you can like take the tools that mm-hmm. are used in all the various games and build your own game out of it. Um, so hmm. it's kind of cool and. How is that going to work with VR? Like, that sounds insane to me. Right. Uh, so, but we don't know because we don't even know what the individual VR things they have are. So, right. it, it, it's, and, and all the other Labo announcements they've done, they've had a trailer that showed off what you could do. This is the first one of the four kits they have now that they haven't had an associated trailer to explain it. And this is the one that needs the most explanation. <laughs> like, when you, when you show off Labo initially and there's a cardboard piano, you get the idea. You press a key and it's probably supposed to make a noise, right? Like yeah, like a generally. piano. Yeah. You know? When you put on a VR headset, what's it supposed to do? I don't know. Yeah. I Present don't. you what in VR? Yeah. Do you, get to, do you get to wander around the African plains as an elephant or what? I don't I, know. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's probably... The biggest issue, so here's the thing. I don't have an issue with this yet. I have concerns, but I don't have any issues yet. But I do think Nintendo should have released a trailer with this announcement. Yeah. Um, and maybe by the time you guys see this podcast or hear it, maybe there will be one because maybe Nintendo's hearing this. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we got to address this stuff. Yeah. But uh, considering it's a weekend coming up, I doubt I doubt they're going to do anything over the weekend. So my, my, th- my thing is I think they just handled the announcement poorly. But I think if... I guess my best case scenario for this is that Nintendo presents it and it is that basic VR experience, right? Like it actually, what we have to remember is Nintendo has done stuff like this for kids before. Do you guys remember on the 3DS? Do you not remember the AR games? Yeah. No. I mean, glasses free 3D could use it at six. Like these are gimmicks and neat things that me as an adult, I got over it pretty quickly. I thought it was cool at first and then uh, all right. My son, he still plays those AR games like crazy. Like, um, these kind of simplistic first introduction to AR, first introduction. Like, the AR on 3DS isn't great. 
I, Pokemon Go's AR is arguably better, but this but 3DS is, is a better introduction to it for kids. I'm kind of questioning if it isn't more of an AR, but because it's attached there's no, to a there's no camera on Switch, so it can't uh, be AR. Okay, true. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually it's a some form of virtual reality. Yeah, or at least movie theater mode. Yeah, one or the other. Uh, I was gonna say something. Something wouldn't surprise me if it was more of an AR type of thing, but because it's attached to a headset, they now call it VR because it's attached to a headset. I don't know, but because yeah, you're right. But, no but that's camera, my thing is but. Nintendo has done these like first AR, first 3D, you know, right. glasses free 3D experience, and it's been highly like successful with kids. Mm-hmm. So my thing is like. I don't have a reason to doubt Nintendo created something successful for kids. Mm-hmm. Labo itself is for kids. So I I don't have a reason to doubt it. I have concerns based on what I... My concerns are based on what VR has always been. If this is different than what VR has always been, then I need that explained to me as a parent. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't do that. So right. um, the, I, my only concern is they didn't explain it well enough. But best case scenario... The games end up being decent. They don't hurt the kids' eyes. They figured out something with the lenses that they put into the headset where they made it so they reduced headaches in 99.9% of cases or whatever it is. Um, they've had it tested by a scientist or some sort of government regulation that says that will come out and say it is safe for kids of this age and above mm-hmm. um, because I think that's something parents do care about is not Nintendo telling you it's safe, but having like actual people who are in the space that evaluate these products mm-hmm. for safety for, for people telling you that, okay, this is safe for you while these other VR sets are not because they're using a different type of lens that is um, that has been thoroughly tested. And maybe this is why the VR kits didn't come out sooner because it was still going through government testing or whatever. Yeah, it's um, possible. So I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm just guessing and spitballing and none of this probably means a whole lot of anything, but – I think it could work. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a reason to be upset yet. Is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I, I get you. Concerned, not upset. All right, this next topic. You're reading this one off. Why? Because I I have to add additional details after. So. Oh lord. So um, Nintendo has a very weird strategy for mobile gaming. This comes from a quote from an interview. Okay, I suppose you know you you throw me these things and I never get a chance to ever read them beforehand. So it's it, this is always I always That's love you. just reading live. I, I suck at this stuff. So uh, okay, since 2015, Nintendo has had revenue sharing agreements for smartphone games that it creates with partners like uh, DNA Co. In some cases, players can spend hundreds or even thousands of dollars trying to win special items. Fearing such behavior will damage Nintendo's brand image. The company has asked its partners to adjust the games so that users won't spend too much, according to people familiar with Nintendo's strategy. Cyber agent officials say Nintendo asked the game maker to adjust the games to avoid excessive spending by users. Nintendo is not interested in making a large amount of revenue from a similar single smartphone game, one of cyber agent officials said. If we managed the game alone, we would have made a lot more. So the game they're talking about is Dragalia Lost. Okay. Because Cyber Agent is the owns the development studio that made it, or owns sixty nine percent or whatever it is of it. <laughs> Dena owns like twenty three. Nintendo owns five. Anyways, um, so 
the idea here is that this cyber agent representative is saying, look, yeah, like Dragalia Loss is making, you know, good money. I think it's one of the most successful, if not the most successful Nintendo branded games on smartphones revenue wise, but, um, it could have made a hell of a lot more, Mm -hmm. but Nintendo's like, eh, no, because we don't want our brand associated and harmed by being lumped in with things like what Candy Crush does, which I don't even think Candy Crush what Candy Crush does is that bad. I think maybe a better example is maybe Dungeon Keeper um, or EA and these other studios where they milk people like crazy um, and look for the, the the whales, and they want as many whales as they can get. And Nintendo's like, we don't want people spending hundreds of thousands of dollars mm. on these games. Like We want just a large install base that everyone spends 10, 20 bucks. Um, and it's not a new strategy in terms of um, product selling this that that's the the sell low but get a ton of consumer strategy versus have a low amount of consumers but sell it for a high price right mm-hmm. that's how traditional like you know smartphones example work that way right like high price versus a low price smartphone low price might actually have the same internals as this one but it doesn't have the brand name so mm-hmm. they're going for the we want to get we want to make less money per device but give it in more people's hands mm-hmm Samsung, Apple, they actually have a pretty big market share, but their share is shrinking because of the that that low end now is catching up to the high end. Mm-hmm. So it's a interesting strategy that I don't know that anyone has ever even attempted on mobile. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Everyone on mobile is just trying to get that one hit game and oh, yeah, melt the sure. hell out of it. Yeah, yeah. And Nintendo's like, eh, we're just going to release a you know two three games a year. And collectively, over time, they're all going to equal out to one big game worth of revenue. Yeah, you've seen it with Fire Emblem Heroes where, you know, every time in their financial breaching, they're just like, yeah, this game ranked in uh, like $300 million this quarter. Well, that was, no, that's collective. They, they don't report oh, individual anymore. Yeah. They, they used to do, um, how, how they, they had, uh, how, how did they do it? God. Okay, when they did the financial reports, on the actual report, they don't list the individual revenue per game. Um, what they would do is, this is our mobile revenue, and then this was Pokemon Go revenue. Yeah, I was gonna they, say they separated yeah. Pokemon Go revenues out probably well, because they didn't have much to do with that. They also, just get like a small cut uh, from from honing IP rights and stuff. Also, that game is insane. Yeah, with how much money it's made. Anyways, but now they combined it all together, so now you just get one big number. But what you do see once in a while is when Nintendo does like the Q and A stuff, mm-hmm. um, or or I'm sorry, when they do the briefing, um. What they'll do is that you have the financial report. The report won't tell you what, what each individual game made. They really don't tell you for any game. They, they'll tell you sometimes how many units sold, but on phones, it's not really about unit sales. Uh, but what they do sometimes, they'll throw up that graph that, like, this is how much, like, every every now and I think it's, like, once per year. I think it's the final uh, report of the year. They'll put up the, this is how much money Super Mario Run made compared to um, this other mobile game compared to you know, Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem and all that stuff. So, like, I think that's where, what, what you're thinking of, Andrew, is that once per year they kind of give that that graph that says, hey, here's how the games are performing. Or maybe it's coming from Sensor Tower. Maybe it's Sensor Tower, the one that, that analyzes those mobile ones. Maybe the other it's one that did the graph for Nintendo games. Yeah. Maybe Nintendo maybe. never did that. I don't know. I don't. I know I've seen graphs that show that, like, Fire Emblem Heroes uh, was, like, their, mo- their best, their, their biggest success financially mm-hmm. even though it had a much smaller install base 
But I wonder if Nintendo didn't tell us that, if that was Sensor Tower. It could have been. I remember seeing the articles on it a while. I don't remember off the top of my head. Where yeah, it yeah, it's from. been a while. I know Dragalia Lost is doing really well in terms of, in comparison to Nintendo's other games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the the people who prime, who, who like own a majority of the developer being like, yeah, but it could be doing way better. And you can tell like it kind of upsets them a little. Like They almost wonder, should we have even partnered with Nintendo for this yeah, game? Yeah, great. Like, yeah, we got Nintendo's marketing, but we could have had a smaller install base but made more money per person. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because Nintendo is actively telling their partners, hey, you can't, no. You can't nickel and dime people. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have, obviously, revenue things in there. Like, I mean, Nintendo has loot boxes and Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem on mm-hmm. phones. But they feel more intuitive, right? Like, they feel more optional at times. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't you don't have to have to buy them. Yeah, like, you can fully enjoy Fire Emblem Heroes without ever spending money. There Same are some there game. are some definite mobile phones where it feels like you are almost forced to buy them if you don't if you actually want to progress Pass in the force. game. Yeah. Yeah, Pass if you actually want to really built around that. Yeah, I know and I'm really bad at that. I actually might not even play this year. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. You won't play it then I'll pick it up and be like, "Oh dude, they improved this They and did that. this oh, and that. Yeah. Damn it. They yeah, finally made know, it right? so we can I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. Select what innings our relievers come in. Yeah, added relievers. I don't know. Yeah, right. There's relievers, but like, yeah. anyways. Yeah. Um, so my thing, uh, I guess, is just that I think it's just interesting. And I, I think it takes a big company like Nintendo to try to pull something like this off. Because you need a company that isn't reliant on the revenue. So they don't need, mm-hmm. like, they're not like a, an indie developer that really needs the money. Because it's going to take a while to build up the library of games to get that white whale style of revenue in from multiple games. And I like the strategy because I think it's a more long-term thinking strategy. Yeah. So all these games that are really popular, even Pokemon Go, it's not going to stay popular forever. Okay, right? It's going to eventually die down. May it? Will it stay as a relevant application for a while? Sure, like, like Angry Birds is still a thing. Yeah. But it's nowhere near what it was in its heyday. Yeah. And that's going to happen to all these games because that's just what happens. Time moves on, more stuff comes out. Eventually, the old stuff slowly starts to phase out. So I think Nintendo's thing is, look, these games are all going to eventually phase out anyways, right? Like People are going to stop playing Super Mario Run, stop playing Fire Emblem, stop playing Animal Crossing, Mario Kart Tour, eventually. But the thing is, if we can get enough of these games with a big enough active install base at the same time with everyone spending little bits of money, collectively when one of those games starts to phase out we already have another one coming in to replace it so then they can state create a stable amount of revenue from mobile versus having that fluctuation of oh pokemon go exploded this month but now it's way down this month Mm -hmm. and our revenue just went from billions down to like a couple million i think they're trying to avoid that also i don't think uh you want to go first no go for it go for it you're the guest. Well, I think it's also that you've been seeing, you know, Nintendo's last financial report about how they're kind of building this three-pillar strategy where they said it was, you know, games, entertainment, merchandise, and uh, movies, and how you're seeing Nintendo kind of switch more towards this big open. I think they want to keep these cheap platforms in where they can get you into one pillar and then get you to go to the other three. Well, yeah, they've openly the stated two. that, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You know, they, they said, like, they, they want you... Like, if you play Super Mario Run, they want you to buy a Switch and play Odyssey. Right. Yeah. 
And I think they kind of saw what happened to Activision, where they got really greedy with, like, the Blizzard stuff. And you see a lot of people kind of jumping off that ship now. Their stock is going pretty much way down. I think it's at, like, half this point from what it was, you know, a year ago. And you're really seeing them be really brand conscious right now. Even, like, with the stock buybacks they announced, you know, a few years ago. They want to get their value up and their brand up. I think they really, like, they used to kind of look towards Apple, with like the way they would develop products and be very kind of forward thinking and do their own stuff. But I think they're starting to switch more towards Disney and how they're kind of like steering the ship. I mean, maybe it's just the new uh, CEO, what he wants to be and his vision for the company. Yeah. I, I mean, I think what Nintendo is doing is like, if you, if you look at like Apple, I would say one, like the big strategy Apple tries to do is they're not trying to have stable revenue. They are trying to constantly explode all the time. And when they fail to do that, um, you know, people lose jobs, heads roll, and it's it's a very cutthroat kind of thing. Uh, and that's the way the Activision stuff is like too, right? Like they're, they're EA, like they're trying to always drive profits to record levels and not just like revenue coming in, but actual profits, and when it doesn't work, what happens? Well, Activision fired 800 employees. Uh, even though they had a record amount of revenue, they didn't have a record amount of profits because they were spending so much money. Um, so they fired employees hoping it would fix it. And then they're like, hey, but by the way, just because we fired these people doesn't mean it's going to fix anything. It's just kind of we hope. Um, so wow, uh, it's, it's weird, right? So like you look at what Nintendo's doing, and Nintendo doesn't handle their employees the same as these other companies in general because they're, they're a Japanese company and they just have a different way they handle things. But what's interesting is that they're looking at this, uh, to me, you know, you mentioned Disney. Well, what does Disney do? Like, Disney obviously grows their profits and this and that, but one thing you can say about Disney when it comes to their revenue, if you ever glance at the revenue reports, extremely stable. Extremely stable. Like, oh, because of, because of weather, our theme parks didn't do as well this year, but everything else was doing fine. And other years, the theme parks would do better because the weather was better, and then, you know, maybe our movies weren't as good. So, like, everything just stays stable. They don't ever really see massive declines in, in money. They just stay kind of at that constant. And obviously it works for them because they might be the biggest company in the world. I, don't, I know they're not the highest valued, because you know, we, I think it was, wasn't it Amazon or Apple recently came with the first trillion dollar company or whatever? Yeah, yeah Apple is the highest. Yeah, value so like it, they're not the highest value, but they have, I think, the most amount of assets, and their hands in the most amount of cookie jars, <laughs> and yeah. it's kept everything very stable in terms of the revenue. Like, you know, if if cable TV dips, you know, from the stations they own, they have other things coming up that can make up for it because they have made sure that their hand is also firmly in the streaming bid. Like, they have their stuff on Netflix. They're starting up their own streaming service. Like, and they have that draw where, yeah, they're Disney. They're going to get people on their streaming service. You want to watch Star Wars. You want to watch all the great Disney movies. Eventually, you're going to have to have Disney streaming. Mm-hmm. And people are going to get it. Yeah. I'll probably have it because of my kids. Mm-hmm. Heck, I'll have it because of me. Star Wars, baby. Indiana Jones, because they own that now. Come on. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what Nintendo is trying to get to. And I think Nintendo is looking at it like, look. We could go for high profits now. We could electrically lost have everything, advertise the hell out of it, let it let let it milk people, and you know be fine. Okay, yeah, it hurts our brand a little, but our stocks are going to be awesome because our reports are going to be great. Now, mm-hmm. what happens when that drops off? 
what happens when it comes back to bite us the reputation that we're burning well, right. by, by doing this? I mean, because they could have milked you in Odyssey. All those costumes. Oh, God, yeah. They could have microtransactioned oh, the hell out yeah. of that. Yeah. They, they could literally take the games they make now and make so much more. Oh, yeah. But they're worried that, well, that's a lot of money now. What is that going to do to us three years from now when people are tired of it? Mm-hmm. And so I think their strategy is not only diversify their revenue, so mobile, Switch, movies. They're opening up two theme parks over the next, like, ten years. Yeah. Um, their idea, I think, is we want to not just grow our revenue – but when we're growing it, we want it to be a stable sort of growth. We don't want it to be that thing that goes through the high spikes and the and the big dips. We want it to be kind of a constant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know how we can grow our our theme park revenue after we open the first two? Open another theme park. Mm-hmm. How can we make more money on mobile? mobile? Game, new movie. What? Open that theme park, the new mobile game right there, a new game on Switch, and a new movie. Yep. All that revenue ties together now and boosts mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, oh, for sure. And if cycle. one of it flops, there's other there's other things to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and that's what happens with Disney. Like, if a Disney movie flops, they put a lot of money in. Like, say I, it's not going to flop, but say Toy Story four flopped. Like, okay, well, Frozen two will pick it up. More so, likely, like, yeah. yeah, or Frozen two flopped, Toy Story four will pick it up. Like, it could be the other way around. So, um, I don't think either one of them are going to flop because there's just a lot of fans of both of those series. Yeah. They're going to turn out even if the movies aren't good. Um, and I'm not saying the movies aren't going to be good. I am disappointed Toy Story 4 exists, but maybe it ends up being really good. So who, I can't judge until I see it. Right. But I, I think that Nintendo just wants a stable. They, they, they I think they, they realized after Wii and DS. I think Wii and DS was a harsh lesson for them. Because um, that's the most money Nintendo's ever been worth. Most money they've ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest Nintendo's ever been. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nintendo was getting stupid big. Um, 250 million systems out there, billions of software sold. Like they, they were at a point where they could have realistically started just buying out some AAA studios if they wanted, and just tried to own this industry. But they didn't, and I'm not saying they should have. But what I'm saying is, I think what they learned is they caught that lightning in the bottle and became massive, and they tried to get the lightning in the bottle back again, and they never quite could. Now switch obviously seems to be on track to be another lightning in the bottle thing, but it doesn't feel the same because it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel gimmicky like how they captured the lightning before. Mm -hmm. This feels like, Oh, this is just recognizing consumer demand in the marketplace Mm -hmm. and meeting that demand. Mm -hmm. So I think that Nintendo now after the big drop off after we NDS down to 3DS, which is still the worst selling Nintendo handheld of all time. Wii U, which is the worst-selling home console of all time, if you don't count Virtual Boy. Uh, I think that was the worst. is really the worst seller. Really? Yeah. Well, no, technically Virtual Boy is handheld, I think. No, Virtual Boy is considered a tabletop. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's still at, like, 73 million, which is hard to believe. Yeah, uh, it, it's hard to, yeah. It, no, you're like, man, that's the lowest selling. I'm like, yeah, go, sell, go look at the sales yeah. on the other hand. The DS at 150. What was the uh, GBA at that it did? GBA was at, like, oh, gosh, I don't want to get here. I'll, I'll look it up here. Uh, off the top, I don't want to get it wrong on the top of my head. I know it was yeah. over 80. Um, let me see. Game Boy Advance. Lifetime. I know the original Game Boy was, was over 80 for sure. Oh, definitely. Didn't that break a hundred too? 
that I think that one broke 100 because they considered the Game Boy generation to include the OG Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, and Game Boy Color as all one thing because they mm-hmm. all play the same games. Mm-hmm. Um, so to them, that's like their DS and DSi or 3DS, 3DS XL, 2DS, new, new Nintendo 3DS. So they just consider different versions of the same thing. Um, where were the sales here? But let's the best selling um, stuff here. It's just gonna have okay. So DS. Um, all right. So Game Boy, uh, the Game Boy, Game Boy uh, Color, etc. That was 118 million. Uh, the Game Boy Advance was 81.5 million. And DS is obviously like the number two best selling video game in thing the stratosphere. Ever. Like it's just behind the PlayStation Two. So, 3DS, right now, is the worst-selling Nintendo handheld platform. And with how much the sales have tanked, it's probably never going to catch up. It's $7 million back. It's not going to get $7 million more in sales. So, that's the thing. Like, it still sells incredibly well. And I think that that's a Nintendo showed them there's still a market in handheld. But it was the worst. Mm-hmm. So was Wii U. So, it's technically the worst generation they've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I think Nintendo looked at that and said, we can't have this again. So not only do we need to diversify, we need to solidify how we're making money mm-hmm. in this space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting burnt with the Wii U, you really saw when the casual audience didn't come back. Yeah. And I think they looked at that marketing and kind of building those three pillars. Like you can really see the dots of where their thinking's coming mm-hmm. from, how they want to go. Definitely. Sure. And I think they look at Pokemon Go as like a similar thing, right? So Pokemon Go blew up, right? Like you would think, oh, of course Nintendo wants a Pokemon Go game that blows up. I mean, I'm not going to say they would complain if they had one. But I think they look at that as, okay, Pokemon Go blew up. To them, that probably felt like this is a Wii situation. If we rely so heavily on what Pokemon Go did and we chase that, we're just going to fail. We can't chase that. Well, they did that. And with Let's Go, they only got like 10%. I mean, again, it's still, you know, 10 uh, million. I don't know that like Let's Go Let's Go is chasing Pokemon Go. I think with Let's Go... Okay, was, so so they said... Fishing. That, what? It was more fishing, trying to get the people who were on... Yeah, well, what they were trying way. to do... I don't think they were trying to like make it like this massive seller. I think what they were trying to do is get some of the Let's Go... They were trying to do the Nintendo strategy of... You play the mobile game, then buy the console games. Well, okay, Pokemon Go is vastly different from, you know, other Pokemon games. So we need a we need a tweener game to help that get that stepping stone in. So I think their hope is that not so much that Let's Go sold a, a zillion copies. I mean, it, it's selling well; it's over ten million. But um, they were hoping that it drew in, you know, even a few million. You know, say it drew in like five million Let's Go players mm-hmm. or Pokemon Go players. Um, they're hoping that in drawing them in, when Gen 8 drops, that 5 million is going to go by Gen 8. Mm-hmm. So then you get the oh, normal sure. Pokemon audience plus the extra 5. Yeah. So, and, and I think their strategy is, is was a, to build the brand of Pokemon up bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think anyways, and this is just because that's how Nintendo thinks. Nintendo thinks, oh, definitely. Nintendo thinks see the new Odyssey Pokemon sold better because of Super Mario Run. And, you know, that... Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the, the, they probably think Animal Crossing on Switch will sell better because Pocket Camp exists. Fire Emblem. Oh, I can't wait to see what Fire, Fire Emblem does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I bet you Nintendo's whole process is, well, it's working because look at the sales. I don't know if there's any actual correlation between mm-hmm. the mobile games and the mm-hmm. sales, but Nintendo said that's what they wanted to happen, 
and Switch games are selling like crazy, so I think they might see a correlation there. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the Pokemon company had a lot to say, too, with, with things with Let's Go as well. That's the big thing to remember, too, is Nintendo doesn't control Pokemon as much as people think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so any decisions, even with Let's Go, really probably had nothing to do with Nintendo anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with Fire Emblem, we'll really see how well that strategy is working. Because, you know, Fire Emblem was basically almost dead up until Awakening. And, yep. you know, it turned yeah. around uh, yeah. hugely. Awakening if- was, um, they literally publicly stated... Uh, that if Awakening didn't sell well, it would probably be the last game in the series. I mean, I think it only sold like a million. It's still good for the series. And, you know, the birth no. rates, I think, did around two to five. Uh, Awakening sold correctly. four plus. Oh, really? Did yeah, that well? it's like the best-selling Fire Emblem game of all time. Even better than All of Fates? All um, let me double-check. I know, because that was a split one. That They Pokemon that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Fire Emblem... Sales. Let's see here. Um, I'm trying to find one that's more up to date here. Let's see this one. Uh-huh. Okay, that's. Or not. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to... By the way, I'm going to look at VG charts now. And no, VG charts is not the greatest place for sources on this. Um, but it's better than nothing. The other places I went to didn't really look... Oh, my gosh. Close the ad. No. <laughs> Can I grab the desktop site? Is there a desktop site? Probably not, because it's probably dynamic. It's on Nintendo.com. It normally lists the stats. It only does it for, like, the top ten games on the platform. Uh there we go. A little scroll over. Okay. Uh, so the best selling was Fates. Yep. Fates sold 2.85. Uh, Awakening was the best, though, until Fates. It sold 2.24. Then again, it doesn't have stats for anything else, so who knows? Well, and also what year was that? Those about? could be old numbers, too. Yeah. Yeah. It says, well, this says last update was January 1st of 18 for Awakening. And December thirty first of seventeen for Fates. So, so I mean, it's over, been a little bit. over a year. But over a year. Yeah, so who knows? I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll check. Let me check. I I don't think I I'm pretty sure neither one of the Fire Emblem games or any of the Fire Emblem games are in the top ten for 3ds. So it's too many Pokemon games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the point is that yeah, Awakening kind of brought the series back, right? So. And um, yeah, we'll see how Three Houses sells when it. Comes yeah, out I mean, with the push from uh, all the series has gotten. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I just think it's an interesting point. strategy. Anything I, else, there? Yeah, I think I think what they they're thinking is that you know by you know making games that only you know you only spend a little bit on here and there, you're more apt, or at least I would be more apt to play the next game from them. If I enjoyed this game, I'd be be more apt. To, to play the next game because I know it's not going to like charge me through the rear end, blow my pocketbook out. Yes. they may be fun, but after a while you only have so much money at the end of the day, generally. You're um, always making more. Yes. But, um, if, if, I mean, I started playing a, you know, one, a game and I ended up realizing I was spending 
probably way more than I probably should on it. That's and I'm just like, all right, this is going off my phone. I'm done with this. And I kind of stopped playing games similar to it even. And so it's like, yeah, no, I I'm, think I'm, I'm done with this. To be fair, so, I think the reason that we got so addicted to the tap sports is because we well, really want to play a baseball game. Well, yeah, there is that. And unfortunately, it only really exists, on, like a decent one anyways, yeah. only exists on... Uh, on uh, on PlayStation, PlayStation, and neither yeah. one of us own a PlayStation. No, so it's kind of like yes, yeah. That one's kind of the my money exception. we both spent on Tap Sports. Oh, we probably right? should have just pulled it together and bought a PlayStation Four. Oh yeah, easily, easily. Yeah. You probably could have bought one on your own. <laughs> oh yeah, easily. <laughs> yeah, so like maybe that's something we should consider for this night, the, for this upcoming summer because we're both once baseball season comes around. I know, gonna have. An I'm already play, getting the itch because we used to play the 2K one all the time. I'm I am already getting the itch. Yeah, I think we're gonna you have. Mean to... Rusty's deal doesn't scratch the itch no. for you. <laughs> and, and like here's the thing, RBI <laughs> baseball, right? Like that's even yeah. on Switch. It's just not good. Like okay, I don't want to say it's bad. It's just they're trying to make it into a sports simulation one. But it just isn't as good. It, mm-hmm. It's so far behind even where, where 2K was. Mm-hmm. And, heck, I mean, it's – yeah, sure, I guess it's better than Tap Sports, but barely. Well, I, the one barely. thing I do like about Tap Sports is it's it's literally Tap. And yeah. it, it, you're it's, good. It's easy, it's easy gameplay. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, I don't – I'm going to try to avoid playing it. Yeah, I think right. what will help avoid playing is, if, I, is if, I, if we get a PlayStation 4 and then right. we just play – Right. If if we get MLB the show, then I definitely, definitely. I mean, think about it. Now I can Madden and NBA Two K it up. You know, manage right, my own for team. Sure, for and sure. Yeah. Fantasy team. Or but oh, I think play against you. Yeah, for ALNL. Sure. For sure. For me, again, I'm more apt to if a game if I enjoy a game, I I don't mind spending a little bit of money towards it. Oh yeah. Like I, on, I like on a, a mobile game and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's when I it feel like I'm I have to spend the money to enjoy to. It enjoy it or get past a certain point that's when it starts yeah, pissing when they, me when off they paywall you. and yeah well not necessarily paywall like, like, you like, yeah it's, because it's, it's, a, thing. On it's an imaginary Force, paywall it's the wait two hours or pay two dollars it's not even start. like that on task force no it's bad it's bad it's a uh, if you even want to be competitive and advance you have to kind of because because the bottom yeah. line is you have to win games to advance yeah and you can sim the games or you can play the games, but everyone's team around you is constantly getting better, and yours isn't. If you don't spend money, generally, yeah. So like you're just stuck, and you can't win, and you don't advance. Like you, you'll get God. The the first year we played it, like yeah. that was I I spent like hardly anything on the game. Yeah, and that was the thing. I got like what six levels up out of like the twenty there was. And I just got stuck. Yeah, because I my team wasn't getting better. Yeah, like. Seriously, like we were buying like some free agents where you could buy free agents and mm-hmm. stuff. And as you realize, okay, when we started spending money, like, oh, no one buys free agents to be good at this game. Yeah. Those free agents are garbage. Yeah. People just spend money. Yeah. To buy players. Yeah. I'm like, well. And yeah, so it's. And it's like, oh, I didn't mind it at first. I'm like, well, I've gotten enough enjoyment out of to spend 20 bucks here or whatever. Right. Then all but of a sudden, like, end of summer, you get to be like, oh, I spent like $300. That's yeah, not crap. okay with me. No. No. I spent three hundred dollars on a game that I'm vaguely enjoying in my spare yeah. time. Like, yeah, I'd rather just go buy a PlayStation Four and MLB the Show and enjoy that infinitely until MLB the Show next year. Right. So I think they can. I think they're kind of trying to see that you know keep these players around, and hopefully they'll go to the next game, go to the next game. Which then again, like we said, will build into oh maybe they'll go get a Switch. 
Maybe they'll go to our theme parks. Maybe they'll go to here now. Maybe they'll go to our movies. Yep. They're, they're just trying to keep you around and not make you so angry with the, like, I mean, look at how bad of a, a rapport that EA has. Granted, yes, they still sell a ton of games. They still make a ton of money. But they've pissed a lot of people off. They sure have. Well, they don't care. No, I know. White whales. Yeah. White whales. Um, all right, let's get to our last topic here. Um, I literally have it as WTF is going on with Nintendo Switch Online Service and the NES games. Have you seen uh, any of the NES game announcements for this, this I month? have not seen anything for anything. Okay, so they announced um, the games that are coming this month to the Nintendo Switch Online Service. Um, two games again for the for North America. Which, uh, two again? I yes. thought it was... Sure. Okay. okay, it's two again. Okay. Granted, they're good games. It's like Star Tropics. Yes. What? Yes. You're going to get the online service oh, now? Son of a... <laughs> hey, at least it's only $20 per year. I know, I know. <laughs> and you get to play Tetris 99. And Dodgeball care. again. And they got the competition for Tetris and Tech 99. And What was that? Sorry. They got the competition for Tetris 99 coming up. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, he doesn't I don't care, care about, about Tetris. Tetris I don't like Tetris. Puyo Puyo, though. Yeah, I was, I was, I did kick your ass in that part of it. Yeah, you did. But that was probably the one that led to me doing the shots in the stream, yeah, wasn't it? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I gotta get that game again. I gotta yeah. kick your butt at it. I gotta come yeah. back. You, you figured out PvP way faster than I did. I did. And then you I started did. liking it, and I'm like, yeah. no, he's liking it. This isn't yeah. good. This yeah. isn't good. I sucked at Tetris. I, I can't play yeah. Tetris. I love Tetris. I, um, yeah. but no, so oh, I love Tetris. So it was, God, I can't yeah. believe I'm drawing a blank on what the games were. It was, it, it was. Uh, Star Tropics and oh. I feel like it was a Konami game or something. Yeah, there's a good thing we have Google. I know this. Oh man, why? Seriously, I, it's because I didn't make a video on it. But I know, like Star Tropics stuck with me because uh, it's Star Tropics. Yeah, yeah there's that. And they're getting Fire Emblem in Japan, which sucks. Yes, we're going to get to that here in a second. Uh, NES games this month. Uh, Super Mario 2? Kid Icarus. Oh. Yeah, Kid Icarus is the other one. So, okay, cool. I mean, yeah, I don't like that there's two games again, just like it was last month, and when it used to be three. But here's the thing. We get those games. Japan gets three. And they get I like Japan was getting two also this month. Nope, they added a third. They initially announced two, and now they now they have another one. So they have three games coming in Japan. Um, I don't remember what all three of them are. I know one of them was Fire Emblem because that's a big one that uh, isn't here, but it's clearly it ready to go. Fire Emblem and Kid Icarus, and I don't know what the third one was. It's some um, obscure one that only ever released in Japan. Uh, but the thing is, is like. To me, it, it's not so much that Japan got three. It's that they got three when every other region got two. Um, and they got three, and one of them is a major game that every region originally got that's clearly ready to go for the service and has English translations. So why is it not released? Why is Fire Emblem stuck in Japan? Now, the caveat here is... I don't is, think Fire Emblem was ever released in the West, yeah, it was. as far as I was concerned. Yep. Yep, it, it got released. I played it. Maybe I ended up playing a Japanese copy. Now that I think back, um, but here's my thing. No, the first Fire Emblem was the GBA game. That was the whole thing with Smash. 
Um, hold on. Unless it was on Virtual Console on the Wii or something. Hold on. Very first Fire Emblem was an NES game. Well, first release, but not in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. My, my point was... my. Uh, I think the point I'm trying to make is that Fire Emblem, the, the OG, did come to the West eventually. So that upset some people because the English translation already exists. So that mm-hmm. they, they could have had that. But setting that aside, there, there, there's basically two points here that, that, are, that are upsetting me anyways. One, they got three games instead of two. And they got a major game that other people didn't get. Granted, you could argue we got Star Tropics. They didn't get that. But here is my general complaint about the whole shebang. Why are there different games for different regions in the first place? Because different games sold better in different places, maybe? Just give all the regions... Like, if you're going to bring Fire Emblem there and you're going to bring Star Tropics here, well, give them Star Tropics and give us Fire Emblem. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can get it. You just can't get it translated. Yeah, but that's the thing. The caveat is you can download the Nintendo online app for any region. Mm-hmm. So you can download the one for the UK. You can download the one for um, for uh, Japan and, and get the games. But because they're not localized, you're probably not going to enjoy them. And I think Nintendo knows that. So that's why, like, oh, yeah, you could, it's region-free, so you can download all these apps. But you're not going to because you're not going to like them anyways unless you happen to have Japanese as a second language or, right. or something like that. So right. like, well, If you want to speedrun Fire Emblem, it's in Japanese for you already. Yeah. So, so like my I, I think my my thing is just like why what are you And 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 here's another thing. This is just the general complaint overall. Why is it only 2 to 3 games per month? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Why I, why are we still waiting for SNES? When when did they say that was coming? They never said it was coming. Oh, they never. just said it was coming and then They never said it was coming. Oh. Okay. I thought they It did. was it was um uh, hackers. The, uh, the, 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 right. da- the okay. data dump, the data app that yep. found the, the SNES games. Got it. So Nintendo never confirmed any of that was actually coming. Gotcha. We just saw the data exist for it, and then yeah. an emulator exists for it. But mm-hmm. we haven't actually. Nintendo has never said anything about it coming. They have said gotcha. they they have hinted towards maybe having having SNES games on it someday. Hinted gotcha. towards it. They've never guaranteed we were going to get them. They've only ever guaranteed NES. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Nintendo really overvalues their NES games. They think they're worth a lot more than they are. I wonder I if they a like, lot of the games don't hold up as well as they. I think. wonder if they go look at like the secondhand NES market, right? Like go to eBay and they're yeah. like, "Ooh, what's Star Tropic selling for?" Oh man, it's selling for forty bucks. Well, geez, that's a really high value on that game. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna value it the same way, and it's like it's high value because it's hard to find copies of it. Mm-hmm. It's not that people want to pay that kind of money for those games anymore. It's just that they're from the 80s. Mm-hmm. There's not as many. Like, go and look at the value. You, you you value it so much, go look at the value of Super Mario Brothers on the NES. You're like, there's places that you'll just walk in and they'll just give you a copy. There's so many. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's the one with Duck Hunt. Yeah, right. They literally just hand you it because they can't get rid of them. <laughs> so, like... That just has to do with supply and demand. That doesn't have to do with what people want to be paying or what they really value it at. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a secondhand market, and it's an old, you know, thirty-plus year old device. So, like, my thing is that most people 
thought it was overpriced on Virtual Console when they were charging like five bucks per NES game. They thought that was overpriced. Yeah. So that's why some people are like, well, we're only paying 20 per year, so should we really complain that it's only two or three? Yeah. Yes, you should, because then you're never going to get anything but NES games ever. Ever. I mean, yeah, there's this a, is their virtual console there replacement. There is a ton of NES games that they can just it, it nickel could be and dime you for... Oh, more than that. Well, I, well that's the thing. The Switch ain't going to last that long. I know. I mean, you could easily come out with... You could probably even come out with five a month for well over a decade and still not completely finish off the NES library. Well, you're going to hit a lot of licensed games, though. I don't think Nintendo's going to pony up for that. Well, here's the thing, though. There, There's licensing issues and stuff like that, but... All they all they have to do in many of those cases, not all of them. Obviously, some movie adaptions and stuff are going to have an issue. But like, the, all they could do is like, oh, Activision. I'll really, oh, just it's up to Activision. You contact them. Hey, do you want this game on the service? We'll give you, you know, mm-hmm. the the month the month the month it comes that. out. All new subscriptions. We'll give you a five percent kick of all new subs for that month, mm-hmm. or whatever. Because obviously, your game might have been a cause of new subs for that month. So we'll give you a five percent kick. Because uh, that's usually how it works. It's usually not like Nintendo just pays a flat fee. It's oh, they want they want a cut of what could be a really really big pie, but if it's not much, then it's no sweat off their back anyways. That's there. Um, so Nintendo obviously grossly, oh, I think grossly like yes, NES games are valuable, but man, they're not that valuable. There's only one that's really worth going back and playing. All the other ones aren't that great. What the championship? No, Mario Three. Mario Three. Yeah. Super Bowl. That's like and then the they brought and then they brought that to every other platform, anyways. Tecmo Super yeah, Bowl. I know. Tecmo Super Bowl. Tecmo cool. Super Bowl is sick. See, the, like you think Mario Three is the only one to go back to, and I'm just like, that's not even the one I think of when I want to play NES games, man. Dodgeball, dodgeball all the way. Well, they, I they freaking have. I know they have it, and I that to date is one of the few games yeah. that not for the purpose of a video. Yeah. On the online service, I've actually played all the way through to beat the Russians at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. because I, I... Well, one, not every game there is playthrough to beat the Russians at the no, end. Yeah. But that's like... like I beat there the game. That. I yeah. beat the game. Like, yeah. I, I did it because I, I just... Oh, it's not there was like the a game nostalgia trip. Long there either. was a nostalgia trip there. And it's also and like, like the game's not very long either. But. Well, it's not very long. And like... I, like I'm playing it, I'm like, gosh, I remember there being other moves. How am I doing? Uh, and then you start yeah. realizing, oh, yeah, that's right, double tap this yeah. and yeah. jump throw this yeah, and, oh, yeah. and, and catch in the air. And, and, and then each one, each one of your three guys is like, because I've always played the U.S. team, of course. Yeah. So it, so I I started remembering each of the three guys in the unique way they can do their power throws and then yep. how to catch and yep. how to avoid. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. And you start to remember some of the frustrations, like when the ball goes in the corner and everyone uh-huh. slowly walks over to it and everyone's yeah. like trying to pick it up and, and nobody, nobody can. can pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just oh, like, is it broken? God. Like, no, someone will eventually get it. Just yeah. hold on. Yeah. Um, uh, and then oh. you, you got that game. And then there's my my game of Bubble Bubble. Oh, I freaking love there's that game. This my game of Battletoads. Oh, there's that too. That is a fantastic Very difficult game. game. Oh, God, yeah. Really, oh, but I mean, that's good. Yeah, is too. Is that on the service yet? Is what? Punch out. Punch out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I if don't Punch think out so. Is. I don't. I don't remember it being on. There. I don't know. Um, 
I'm trying to think of uh, like there's and there's the thing like these are the games I value and everyone's gonna value the different games that, from their childhood or whatever differently. But my thing is like it's some regions are getting three games, some regions are getting two games. Makes no sense to me. Um, why are we only getting two to three games? I know that's been a question for the ever since this thing launched. But I'm like I don't care that it's only like a, a lot of people bring up that it's only twenty dollars and I'm just like okay. Well, you know what? Game Pass on Xbox. Uh, one is only 60 and I get all the Xbox, all the Xbox 360 and all the brand new exclusive Xbox one games plus some non-exclusive games too. Yeah. And that's only 60. I'd rather pay 60 and get all of that than pay 20 and get three NES games a month. You're not wrong. Like this is Nintendo's self-proclaimed virtual console replacement that isn't even releasing games at the same pace as virtual console and virtual console on any like virtual console on Wii on Wii U, on DS, 3DS, etc., it never actually Covered. completed itself. Well, we never got the complete Nintendo. We're no licensing issue. We never got the complete Nintendo NES library, the complete Nintendo N64 library, well, the complete Nintendo SNES library. We never even got the complete libraries before they rebooted the platform. So it's like, how the hell are we ever going to get a complete anything library at the pace this is going? <laughs> you're not. Ever. I mean, just Nintendo games. Forget the third parties. Just Nintendo's own IPs. Like, yeah, you're not. And that's what people want. They want a complete virtual console service. And also more than one console. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, mean, I, I think give SNES me a little will bit of variety. SNES might land this summer. I, it's got to be coming, right? Like, I don't want to make presumptions, but like, come on, you've got to at least get SNES. But even then, is SNES really enough too? Like old old school virtual console. You know, you had. Yet through yet at least up to N sixty four, and then on you know you, you're starting to get some DS, and, and, and Game Boy a little bit. Uh, granted, the handheld side of things wasn't as impressive in terms of getting the handheld stuff, but it's there. Yeah, they could pull from it. Why the hell don't we have it? Well, I mean, there's no reason Game Boy. We were able to play Game Boy games on the Super Nintendo through the. You know what? <laughs> add a Super. Yes. Add, add, add the Super yes. Game Boy to the virtual console yes. service, so we could just. GBA so badly. Oh, GBA! Like, yeah, that would like be the fun. only the only I thing mean, I could understand is DS and 3DS with the dual screen. Maybe they just don't do those for a while. But everything through GBA has no reason it couldn't be on the service. Right. For sure. Heck, I could make an argument that everything through Wii could be on the service. There they is won't because they're going to still value Wii and GameCube really highly, and that's fine. Even though, like at this point, GameCube is like three generations old. But whatever, yeah, fine. Know. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. And and here's the thing. Reggie said, I'm going to miss you, Reggie. Yes. Reggie said, no N64 classic. So it's like, but so are we getting N64 but, games? But, or when? But. 2024? Yeah, right. We also said no VR, too. Yeah, that's true. Well, Nintendo lies a lot. Yeah, they yeah. do. Um... But I I actually want to go back to the quotes. I want uh, he said no VR, but I wonder if he's like because uh, because they because he did they say said no plans for VR in the future. I believe. Yeah. I, well, he also said that they're looking in. They're always looking into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it, it, it's kind of one of those that like yeah we have no I, you know what I bet if you read the quote see Reggie's very clever in the way he says things yeah so like you're you're remembering as like you know no vr in the future to me that doesn't sound like anything reggie would ever say because reggie never makes a guarantee that we won't do something he's 
he never makes a 100% no. like what he, what he will say is we have no plans for it right now. Yeah. And right now was 4 months ago. Right. Right now was not April of 2019. Right. Yeah. So like because cuz I know for a fact he said, you know, we're always looking into it. We don't think the technology's there yet. Mm-hmm. I remember that quote. But it's like but you just admitted they're looking into it. Which means Nintendo's doing something with it someday. Mm-hmm. And this is someday. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, I don't know. Like, do you guys have a, have a problem with how they're handling these releases? Yeah, it's definitely pretty bad. I mean, I don't know what emulator they used for, like, Wii Virtual Console and, you know, uh, 3DS and Wii U's. But, you know, based on the data mining, it's clear they're using the uh, NES Mini and the SNES Mini for yep. the Switch, so... Hopefully they get on. And those are really good emulators, by the way. Oh yeah, they're really like nice uh, I, th- too. I think I think even like the hacking community was like, dude, these are some of the best emulators that have ever existed for these platforms. Oh, uh, it's nice because they're so easy to hack and just drop. Oh well, yeah, yeah, they're easy to hack and drop in, but like it's not just because they're so easy. Like the emulator itself yeah. emulates the games like better than I'm anything. Guessing it's probably because they were created by Nintendo. Well, yeah. obviously I, Nintendo has the ability to go to the OG code base and, and you know. It, and literally know, copy paste things makes things a but, hell of a lot easier to emulate when you're the ones who created the games. Yeah, Nintendo is also the ones that released um, a, a pirated version of their own game on Virtual Console. Yeah, you know. I mean, granted, you can't get mad at Nintendo for it. They own all the rights to it, so it's like, yeah. I, it's just kind of funny that like yeah. they downloaded it off a of ROM site and they hate ROM sites. Yeah. Because they themselves, or whoever whoever was in charge of that particular game, couldn't be bothered to go rip their own copy of it. Because like, it was it was a game that clearly there's copies around, and Nintendo could have gotten their own their own version if they wanted. But the person in charge of that particular game's like, yeah, yeah, I could do that, or I could just type in blah 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 ROM and download it off the internet, submit it to Nintendo, <laughs> and it got through <laughs> Nintendo's QA. No one noticed. Lol. <laughs> and they sold it. <laughs> I mean, again, you can't get mad. Nintendo owns it, but it's like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yes, because that I, I wonder if that employee got fired once that was figured out. Probably. Because they clearly, I doubt Nintendo when they told them that they're in charge of that game that they meant go on the internet and download the ROM. <laughs> that's that, a, that's I, funny. I I actually questioned was this a uh, a Nintendo of America employee? It sounds like an American oh, God, style yeah. of oh yeah. Shortcut. Oh, shortcut. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Shortcut. Why do the work when everyone else already did it for me? <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> and what are they going to do? Get get mad at Whoa. me that I'm handing them uh, a what copy are they of their own me? game? Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were supposed to rip it yourself? Psh, how yeah. do you even know? Work smarter, not harder. How do you even know? The internet found out. I'm sure... They, I mean, maybe Nintendo did know, and they just didn't care at the time. Yeah. But like, since so the internet found out, it's like, okay, man, like they knew we were lazy here. No. Bye. Oh, Reggie, Reggie just walks in and he's like, "You're hired. Now you're fired." Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, remember he fired Bill Trinan. Yeah. Bill Trinan still works. That, that was a, that was a joke piece they did. Yeah. That was funny. Bill. Bill. <laughs> oh, I miss Reggie. And that is, doesn't remind me though. He's still there. What? You... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Yeah. Though. He's still there. But when's the last time that he's really made public appearances? Yeah, it was like the game awards. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. it. 
Yeah. He's not in the Nintendo Direct anymore. It was the same thing last year, too. Uh, he was at E3, though. He was out. Yeah, but same thing. And he was at well, the I mean, championships. He yet. He was at, the, like, the, the championships at the E3 stuff. But he's not at the Splatoon and the Smash ones now. He wasn't at the... Uh, or was there one last year? No. Yeah, they did. They did the, yeah. they had the E3 Smash Bros. tournament. And Splatoon. And it might have been an ARMS one. No, maybe ARMS, I think, was the year before. Yeah, I think ARMS was the year before. But they had Splatoon January, and Smash last year. They, they were streaming the Smash one in the in the E3 to watch when the yeah. championship was happening. Yeah. Yep. Now, I think what you're remembering is the iconic moment in 2016. When he said, I'm going to come back next year and kick your ass. Ah. That was 2016. That was the first time they brought uh, brought the Smash stuff back. Um, but, no, yeah. that was, wasn't that uh, 2014 when they were doing the Wii U? Oh, one? yeah, you know what? Yeah, that was, that was the Wii U. Yeah, <laughs> Even longer. As I said. But, like, he just... His public appearances have slowly been dwindling. Yeah. And, it, like, yeah. the moment he wasn't the face of Nintendo Directs anymore, I knew something was up. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, why wouldn't he be? It makes no sense. Yeah. Even if he's not doing anything funny, like he's just a good presenter. Why? Why wouldn't? Oh he yeah, be? definitely. Then they had Damon Baker do it for a little bit. Um, Damon Baker doesn't work there anymore. Um, Bill Trinan still works there, but I think he's just been promoted to a point that he's not a public face anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, heck, I mean, heck, he might actually manage the whole treehouse at this point. That's possible. Um. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that we haven't seen the last of Bill Trinan. Like at E3, um, he always seems to come in to translate uh, for someone, like Miyamoto or someone, like you know, one of one of the big dogs for interviews. Um, but not always, you know. But I, I don't think we've seen the last of Bill Trinan. Bill Trinan, because he's not he's not quitting or anything. But um, I don't know that Nintendo's strategy really involves him being on camera anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. It'll be interesting to see if Doug Bowser, now that it's been announced, if he starts to become more like, leading the directs at all. More public. I mean, he did give a quote with the Labo. I don't know if he was on video or anything with it. Well, he he's been at some he's been at a bunch of public events. Um, yeah. Like he's he was the one that's been at like a lot of the Nintendo New York things mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, uh, Reggie was there for Odyssey at the Nintendo New York event. Um. And I'm sure back then, I'm I, I'm always curious, like when Reggie decided he was going to retire, um, because I'm guessing that, because because Doug Bowser's only been there for about, well about four years, uh, it will be four years by the time he he actually becomes president, and I wonder if that hire of Doug Bowser, if he knew four years ago he was retiring, could be, and um, it, he's like he just gave Nintendo a timetable, like hey four years it, um we got to hire someone to train him in mm-hmm. um because he probably didn't know but the cheese board probably knew when they hired him where they wanted him to go yeah well because like doug bowser the fact that he went from one position to now he's president it's like he wasn't at the company very long um reggie wasn't either when he became president because well, he took reggie's old job right uh chief of marketing or whatever. yeah yeah like like it was very clear when reggie was hired with how short he was on that job before he became president that he was hired with the intent of mm-hmm. him becoming the president. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that was the thing with Doug Bowser. Doug Bowser was hired with the intent that he was going to be. It just no one really drew the correlation at the time. Mm-hmm. They just thought, you know, oh, he's good at his job or he was good at, you know, at EA and, and stuff like that. And they're just like, 
Yeah, he's just a good person for the job, and his name's Doug Bowser, which they knew fans would like yeah, Bowser. Right, yeah, so right. like they didn't really think much of. So he kind of just flew under the radar. Plus, Reggie isn't that old, right? So no one was thinking Reggie's walking away anytime soon. Especially now, with he is, you know, CEO or COO, and you know, president of a major company in the United States. So he probably has a pretty sizable paycheck and can afford to retire early. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure uh, Reggie's probably a multimillionaire I mean, at this point. I don't. I, I, well, I, I'm maybe. sure Reggie's probably not probably in stock hurting. value. I I don't think he was being paid like a Bobby Kotick, like Activision, like paying him like twenty five million a year, like like uh, Iwata wasn't being paid that. So like I, mm-hmm. I just don't see that Reggie was being paid. That. I wouldn't be surprised if Reggie was being paid more than Iwata, just because of living expenses and and differences in exchange rates between Japan and the U.S. Mm-hmm. But I. And I know, like, this is personal finance stuff, so who cares? But it is interesting to think about, like, what would the value of his position actually be monetary-wise? I mean, obviously, we're talking well over 100000 Like, we're talking, you know, if you're a CEO, and he was, he remember, he was at, he was high up at, uh, at Pizza Hut, probably making a decent amount. So he had to be making probably at least more than that for him to leave Pizza Hut. So, well, I mean, you also get stock options too and yes. stuff, benefits. Yeah, yeah, actual yep. it, yep. and, and he he even moved up higher at Nintendo. Remember, he actually had a position in Japan too. Um, which yeah, by the, the pistol, which by the up. way, they never he never said he was retiring from. No, he just said he was stepping down from president. Yeah, he said like, he might out. still be in like the E three videos. He's probably just not going to be working as much. I don't think he's going to be in the E three videos. I think that would just be too confusing to people. You don't like a publicly announce you're retiring and Doug Bowser's replacing you, and then you still appear. I think so that can be an East. I think the, uh, I think I think he's question. taking a. Uh, oh man, there was another major major person at Nintendo Japan that stepped down, like Kimishima. I think he's taking a Kimishima role, where he's retired, but that like, the fellow or whatever role he had in Japan. Um, I think he still has, which is basically an advice role. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's not going to be involved in day-to-day activities with anything anymore. But if anybody has questions, they But, like, if there's, like, that, down. you know, that, that one um, big meeting or two meetings per year where they're, like, deciding a company direction or, like, he'll be in there for advice. Yeah. But, like, he's not, I mean, you're paid for that, but you're not, you know. Like, Kimishima <laughs> is still involved with Nintendo, but he's retired. He's basically a senior advisor. Yeah. Yeah, basically. We're like, you don't really work anymore. But every now and then, like, they'll consult you on a decision just to mm-hmm. see what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you, like when he steps away from Nintendo of America, um, it's, not like I, it's not like I don't think Reggie's not going to pick up the phone if Doug Bowser calls. Like, of course. Yeah. Uh, I assume he would. I mean, he doesn't have to. He's retired. Right. He could just say, screw it, I'm done. Right. And maybe he really is truly done. I mean, yeah. we don't know because we just know what he publicly said. We don't know. Mm-hmm. what the details of the retirement Behind are. the scenes like, are. Like, yeah. is he also stepping down from the new positions he was handed out in Japan? Or is he, or does he not even have those positions anymore? Were those positions dissolved once they restructured the leadership and had Furukawa at the time? Maybe it doesn't even exist anymore. We don't know because Nintendo doesn't go through that corporate ladder very often uh, since Reggie himself is not a publicly elected person in his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nintendo has to keep coming up with new higher positions to promote people too. Yeah, everyone so. just keeps staying there so long. And I'll miss Reggie, of course. Oh yeah, I think everyone will. But um, who knows? Doug Bowser. The thing about the thing that's weird about Doug Bowser is he is older. Um, 
So you have to wonder, like, I mean, when I say he's older, he's not like super old, but like Reggie was hired in his forties. He's, I think, Dal Bowser was like fifty-three or fifty-four, only a few years younger than Reggie. So, like, my thing is like, does Dal Bowser view this as like a lifer? Is he going to be like, hey, dude, I'm doing this for the next 10, 20 years. I'm going until I'm 80. Yeah. I mean, at the rate most or, of <laughs> Or is he a stopgap? Maybe. Maybe Bill Trinan's really going to take over. Ah. That's why we haven't heard from him. There we go. But they're I mean, like, you're not, you haven't worked yeah. enough. But you haven't worked enough at the corporate level to have this job yet. Doug Bowser has. He's thinking of retiring at 60. So we're going to give Doug Bowser this job for six or seven years. <laughs> To get you trained. We're on to you, Nintendo. <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah. Because if Bill Trinan ever takes over, I think the internet's going to explode. It already exploded over over uh, Doug Bowsett, so. No, good. God. <laughs> oh, no, that's not a thing. Please, no. It was a thing. Oh, God, no, please. It was a thing. Oh, it's probably still a thing. Why does it not surprise me? But at the same point in time, no, please, God, why? <laughs> Your prince is in another castle. Oh. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in for the Nintendo Prime Podcast. Um, put Eric on the spot again. Where oh, can they find the podcast at? No. No. Stop doing that. No. Eventually, it'll be second nature like it is for me. You don't even have to think about it. Yeah, until you miss one. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Patreon. There you go. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Prime. Even better for you. Uh, then we have NintendoPrime.net. We have Podbean. Google Plus, uh, iTunes, Google Plus. Well, the Google Plus. Uh, you mean the Google podcast? Google podcast yes, app. app. Google through, cardboard. Google Play? Yes, through Google, Google Plus Play. is no longer Whatever. around. Close enough. Okay. Google, Google it. Google it. There you go. There's your. Yeah, answers. we never mentioned Google that. Google it. Method. Google it. Um. Can I bing it? You yeah, probably sure, could you bing, can bing it. it. Why not? I don't know if the Google Play version will show up in Bing, but the other one should. Yeah, right. And iTunes. I think I got them all. I'm now. I'm double checking because we split it up there for a second. I think you're good. I think I think you pretty much got them all. I'm gonna go through editing and when I'm editing, I'm gonna be like, "That yeah, bastard." Yeah, I mean, you're gonna add something Flash at the bottom. It. Yeah, at the bottom, you're gonna add. Yeah. Warning! 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 You can get it on Discord or something. <laughs> right. Um, well, theoretically, oh, you can get it early. But that's through Patreon. Yeah, it's through Patreon. All, all right. right. All that stuff. Um, yeah, I guess that's really it. Oh, you can follow me on uh, on Twitter at uh, Ninty Prime. You can follow Eric on Twitter at Emo8790. I don't know yes. why I still have to think about that. Yeah. Um, 243, you want to shout out anything? Uh, I got nothing. Nothing? Have I'll drop any- my uh, – I keep meaning to do it, but I'll drop my Switch uh, friend code in the Patreon chat one of these days. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. I thought, like, oh, you're about to make it public? I don't know if you can handle those requests. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how many people would request you, but, man, when when my Switch friend code was public, and I used to do it during live streams. Hurlard. Yeah. Thousands. I'm not even kidding. Thousands of friend requests. And Nintendo's friend requests are, like, impossible to manage on Switch. Yeah. So when I finally got them all cleared out, I'm never doing that again. Uh, this is why, if you want to play multiplayer games with me, you need to support me on Patreon because that's the only way you're getting my friend good. Yeah. Period. Or I guess you become a oh. YouTube member or a Twitch Prime sub. But, or you're me. <laughs> well, I mean, if you know me in real life, that's, that's obviously different. Or apparently, the guy the, the guy for my recent episode of Nate's Stuff, this guy, this soldier 
who's stationed in Germany, sent me this stuff, and he sent me his friend code. Yeah, I'm going to friend him. Oh, um, yeah. Obviously. I know. I thought about saying to him, sure, I'll friend you. Do you support me on Patreon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> not going to do that. No. No. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much uh, for, for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I think uh, we all had a lot of fun. Yep. It was nice having Andrew on. Yeah. Haven't had him on in a while. Yep. Been a while. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll have more patrons on later this month. I know we have one more that is signed up, I think, for uh, two week, two podcasts from now. And the rest, who knows? We have 10 people that could potentially be on. We'll see how many show up. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's anything else to talk about. I think we're done. Peace out. Later. Oh, Now you can finally go to bed, Andrew. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'll send you the uh, audio and stuff in the morning. Yep, sounds good, man. Or, uh, after I get back from work. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's fine. Doing that's the fine. recordings. Are you normally keeping it to Thursday or you go on a Friday? Normally Thursday still. It was just a funky next, month. Yeah. yeah, the next like month or so I might not be able to do Thursday. I got a training I get, like every Thursday starting at the end of March. Okay. Well, so we can we can maybe work out something for a Friday sometime. All right, I think it's only, what is it, March, April, May, June. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we can make, we were, I mean, we move the podcast around for me and Eric all the time. I'm yeah, right. sure we can make yeah. it work. We just have to plan it ahead of time. But Yeah, yeah I'll definitely let you know. I don't know, because I got to go, it's only like a half hour drive. I should be back by like 10.30 my time, like 9.30 your guys' time. Sure. Sure, sounds good. All right. Yeah. All right, well, I got to go too. I got to get some sleep, so. Oh, yeah. Take care. I'll yeah, send you, you everything tomorrow. All right. Later. Later. Oh, ears. Yeah. Oh, I know. I think someday we're upgrading to actual cups. Yeah. That don't I mean, press they're, our ears. They're, 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 they're a hell of a lot better than oh. what we used to have. So. Yeah. No, they, I mean, they're not. Yeah. They're, they're, they're better.